Good evening, my fellow Michiganders. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We got some stuff to cover tonight, obviously, to talk about how we have lost the Senate. Um, also, Trump being Trump. And, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the Michigan GOP tonight um, and what's going on with there. So there's going to be a lot of things happening over the next couple months because it looks like the Michigan GOP's leadership, um, there's going to be some changes with that. So we're going to talk about the rumors and stuff affiliated that with right now and the rumors on who is um, going to be going for that position of chair and so forth in the Michigan GOP. So lots of stuff happening. So let's get into the elections right now, because you still see that, you know, people are out there and they're, you know, saying this election was stolen and everything else. And you got to remember, folks, that they basically turned our election laws in the state of Michigan to California overnight during COVID. And now that they got proposal two through, they're going to be doing the ballot harvesting. They're going to be the mass mailings of absentee ballots. So it's legal. So we have to make sure moving forward that we're doing everything that we can as a party and as conservatives to fight back against this so we can get in there and do some common sense things. So bottom line, all of my energy right now is focused on 2024 and what we need to do. How do we need to mobilize? How do we need to get behind the right candidates? And we're going to talk about that tonight um, and start bringing unity to this party. This party is no doubt fractured and you can see it. It's split right down the middle, and we need unity. The Democrats are sitting back, and they're just laughing at all of us, folks. They truly are. So until we get the right leadership um, in place, we're going to continue to do the definition of insanity Excuse me, as a party, and we need some common-sense leadership now. We need unity. We need people that are going to bring the people together, especially in these battleground states like Michigan, right? Look what happened in Pennsylvania. What happened in Arizona and Nevada might even happen in Georgia. So we need the right representation. We need the right leadership. We need to be able to combat the narrative that they're pushing out that we're radical right extremists, that we're homophobic, transphobic, that we're fascist, um, all this other hot garbage they spread about us, that we're all election deniers, and they continue to push that. And this is how they won in the state of Michigan. They had the abortion issue, right? They had... Um, the narrative backed by what? I don't even know what Whitmer spent. $37 million she had in her war chest that we were all those horrible things that I just stated. And the third thing that they ran on, and this went throughout the United States, is democracies on the ballot. That is a message of unity. And the middle bought into it. And I know we're all like, what are you doing? How could you vote for these people who locked down you, locked down your businesses, canceled your children's experiences, diminished their opportunities and dreams, didn't follow the true science and data. How could you vote these people in? Because I'm telling you what right now, because they're not hurting enough right now. We have wussified our society. Everybody wants this sunshine and rainbows, and it's a happy place, and everybody should just get along. And they went for that democracy is on the ballot, unity message, that they paid in the state of Michigan. I don't know how much money she spent, but it was tens of millions of dollars. And that's what drove the middle. Even though she crushed their children, like many of us that are watching right now, we still don't understand what's wrong with these people. Why are you doing it? But bottom line, if we don't change and adapt and improvise to get that middle onto our side, we're going to continue to lose. And now the, the terrible three have complete control of the state. You know, they control everything. So we lost big time in the state of Michigan. 
but we don't give up. We don't back down. We continue to push forward with this thing. And it's my job to continue to unite people, to continue to activate and inspire and motivate the greatest asset of Michigan and America. And that is the people. That's what it is. And that's why you're seeing this brand right now, Grassroots Army, that I am pushing out on my platforms right now, is to try to have an organization of unity. And we're going to take this thing nationwide. So I wish I could take credit for um, developing this brand. I did not. It was our great team at AZ Business Solutions, Tony Nash, who's been with me ever since the beginning um, of Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantine, who helped out with Stand Up Michigan, who was an instrumental part in the media and the narrative and all those great videos that you guys saw produced. AZ Business Solutions, they came up with this brand. And we are going to take this thing and we're going to continue to build it into something special and bring unity. So the grassroots army, we are building right now our grassroots army page that I started five days pushing. It's already over 10,000 people, folks. So you never know what small act that you may say or do that may change the lives of millions tomorrow. A sharing of a Facebook page, a conversation. I've said it time and time again, but that platform's already over 10,000 people. And that's what we're going to continue to push out there to continue to grow this so we can influence positive change. Because my intent, my focus is 2024. Folks, the 24-hour rule. I've talked about this time and time again. No matter what happens, whether you win or lose, 24 hours of talk about it, complain about it, gripe about it, or celebrate it, and then it's time to get back to work. It's time to get back to work. We have 2024 in the horizon. We had a little red wave, not the red tsunami, but we wanted a bigger one. We didn't get it, but we got enough of momentum right now. So let's talk about them, some things. You're seeing a lot of division in our party right now. And before I go into Trump being Trump, this merch that I'm wearing will be available on Black Friday. We are developing a website and a store for you to buy sweatshirts, T-shirts, great merch to be proud of being a part of something bigger than self, right? And that is our movement. And so you're going to be able to buy sweatshirts and T-shirts, men and women's. We're going to have some hats. We're just going to push out some small items right now. Nothing huge, not a big clothing line, just a few things. So in times of Christmas, for you guys to be a part of this organization and be proud of it because we are doing some very, very special things with it. Um, and I want all of you to be a part of it. So Black Friday, look for the merch store to be open and operational. We hope. Crossing the fingers. Not flipping you off. Those are crossing the fingers. There we go. <laughs> so let's talk about Trump being Trump, okay? Because what's going on right now is the party is just getting nonstop split right down. So everybody's you know bashing President Trump. I'm jumping on the DeSantis train. And hey, look, I love Governor DeSantis. And so before I analyze this and kind of give you my perspective, remember, it's my perspective. My ideal situation would be President Trump to win. And then we get eight more years of DeSantis after President Trump's four years. So we would get 12 years of great leadership in this country. That would be the best ideal situation, in my humble opinion. Now, let's talk about President Trump. President Trump, he turns off a lot of the people in the middle. Why? Because of the things he says. Again, he has not changed, right? He is not. And I do not vote on a personality contest, folks. I want to vote for someone who's going to get things done, who's going to drain the swamp, who's going to back up what he says. And he may be a little rough around the edges, and he may not be from the Midwest where we don't kind of talk that way. He's from New York. That's the stereotype of New Yorkers, right? 
They're brash. They're in your face. They, they come at you. That's President Trump. And he has not changed. And so for the middle, you have to realize that you may not like his personality and what he says, but is he going to get the job done? Is he going to get the job done? He's going to put the right policies. Is he going to put the country first? Those are the things I look at. I don't have to invite the guy over for Thanksgiving dinner and eat a meal with him. That's just me. But I do vote for someone who's going to back up everything that he says that he's going to do. And he was. And so that's the things that we're going to have to get over with, especially in the middle. And unfortunately, with the middle right now, they're not hurting enough to get over that. And what I mean about not hurting enough is like, look, inflation's going through the roof. Our real estate, that you're going to watch that start to crash, right? I think mortgage rates are up already over 7%, right? So this is going to get really bad. And it's going to start hurting people's pocketbooks. And so that's what people have to understand is, do you want a job? Do you want to be able to put food on the table? Do you want to be able to invest in your 401k? Do you want to have a future 401k? So you better start getting the right people in the office because we have wussified our country where people have this instant gratification. They want everything for free. They don't want to have to work. That's exactly what has happened. So we have generation of people that had had things handed to them, and that's what they want to continue to do. Just look what President Biden promised, the loan forgiveness program. Even though they knew it was illegal and it was going to get shot down in courts, what did they push out there to get these younger votes? Hey, we're going to pay off your student loans. They knew it was going to get shot down in court because it was illegal, but they still pushed it out to grab those votes. And these folks bought into it hook, line, and sinker. And so, again, we have to continue to activate, motivate, and get the truth out there to these people so they can understand what the heck's going on. So I really feel over the next two years, our country is going to be hurting a lot more. And so that's our time to start bringing some common sense because, hey, our our way of life, conservative way of life, it's hard. You know why it's hard? Because it's easy to want to work at home. It's easy to say, you know what? I don't want to go to work today. I'll just get a, a check from the government. I don't want to do anything. I just want everything handed to me. No. You have to earn this thing. You have to work. You have to do the things that nobody else will do so you can enjoy a life that nobody else can have if they're not working for it. That's just what it is. It's success 101. But we've had a couple generations now where they don't want to work and they don't want to earn it. And so that is the wussification of our society, unfortunately. And those folks aren't going to change until it starts hurting them. And it will here in the future because you can't keep doing the things that they're doing right now with the border, with inflation, with our economy, with not investing into long-term energy dense solutions. So our energy is going to continue to go up. Our gas price is going to continue to go up. They're going to get a dose of reality here soon. And I'm hoping they can get over the personality, right, and start voting for the person that's going to lead our country out of this mess. So I want to show a video of President Trump before, you know, when he was dealing with the media. Now, look. This guy was getting hammered nonstop by the media. Now, he fought back. He really did. And he said some things like we all just kind of cringed, right? But he wouldn't take it. He would fight back with the media. And that's a lot of us what gave us his respect from a lot of us. It was like, wow, there's finally somebody who's going to stand back to the media. But he was very, very vocal about with the, with the media. So let's, let's just watch some of these classic clips of President Trump. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? 
And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I wanted to challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if you Let's don't go. mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. I why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, not to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. You your know, campaign... Wait, ha- your campaign. Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Yeah. Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. It poured, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, they're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. All right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask enough. one other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may Wait, ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's no, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was enough. going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. I'm, I'm, Mr. Excuse President, me. that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask, on the Russia investigation. Are you concerned that... That you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you, That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this investigation? Mr. President. I'll tell you what, CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, his I'm not a big fan of, of yours either. So I you understand. Know, to be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You repeatedly you said are, you are the best, Mr. President. You repeatedly over the course. Okay, of the, just sit down, please. Well, when you when you report fake news, no. When you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. One of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter. However, that is not without its downsides, in particular when it comes to women. You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Your Twitter account Only Rosie O'Donnell. Your 
Your Twitter account. This is a tough business oh, to run for oh, president. Oh, I know. You're a tough guy, Jeb. And, it's, and we need to have a leader that is real tough. You're never going to be president of the United you're States tough, by insulting yeah. your way to well, the let's presidency. Let's see. I'm at 42 and you're at three. So, Doesn't so matter. far, I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far, I'm doing better. You know, you started off over here, Jeb. You're moving over further and further. Pretty soon, you're going to be off the end. This doesn't do a thing. Okay, question? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. She's shocked that I picked her. She's like in a state of shock. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Go ahead. You can't help, but just that's amazing uh, what he did with the reporters. Do you imagine? Now, let's just look. Let's look at this. Do you imagine the reporters getting after President Biden like that? They never do, do they? They they never do. The, the guy doesn't even interview, right? Because he can't get it through a sentence. So, again, that was President Trump before. All right. So, nothing changes. He's still the same. So let's look at the couple of things that he did this past week. 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mike Pence at 7 Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. What's your reaction? First of all, I didn't see it. Um, we have and, it right uh, here. And I have, to, I, I have to be honest, I've been busy all morning. Um, listen, I, 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 you, you all know me. I do, I do not uh, call people names. I, I uh, really work hard to bring people together, and that's what we're working on. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and I just, that's not the way I roll and not the way I behave. And, uh, and I think, again, this is a moment for us to come together. And So, look, and that's that's just President Trump being President Trump. Now, th- this is the problem now with the Republican Party is there is a divide right now on people that were Trump supporters now have fallen off the ship and they are looking at Governor DeSantis. And then there's the never Trumpers, right, in the Republican Party who are fueling this kind of narrative that Trump needs to go. We need unity. Um, we need the same old, same old politicians, right? And those are the things that are going to be interesting over the next year on if he announces, when he announces, he might be making an announcement this week. Um, and if Governor DeSantis decides to run too, it's it's going to get interesting. It's probably going to get nasty, that's for sure. But again, we need to unite. Whoever wins, whoever wins that primary the Republicans cannot just pick their ball up and go home like they did in Michigan. Like they did in Michigan. When Tudor Dixon won the primary, a lot of the Republican rhinos jumped ship and supported Governor Whitmer. If you don't believe me, there was an article written, all right? Longtime Republicans who jumped ship and supported Governor Whitmer. Why? Because these are the elitists that are playing towards Governor Whitmer because they know she may have the possibility for running for the White House here in the future. I called that narrative out for years now. And you're going to see her play president over the next two to three years. If she doesn't run this time, she has her eyes on 2028. I guarantee it. So that's the only thing that may help Michigan is she maybe not be so extreme because she knows 
that she's going to have to reach that middle if she runs for president. You heard it here first. Actually, heard it here a long time ago, over a year and a half ago when I called that out. All right. Because you could see after she shut us down the second time, her narrative switched and she stood on the sidelines and weaponized the health department and said, well, I don't have anything to do with it. It's the health department. No, we all know that the health department was reporting to her and she still had the strings. Don't let her fool that. So let's talk about President Trump because the media is really pushing out a lot of negative things about him right now. So I wanted to look at his endorsements and his success rate, which is, folks, it's pretty gosh darn good. So listen to this. So far, Trump appears on track for a roughly 91.5% success rate with his general election picks, having reached 227 victories and 21 losses with about 20 races outstanding still. So I'm a football guy. And if I was a coach with a record of 227 wins and 21 losses, I may just make the Hall of Fame with that score or that record. 227 victories and 21 losses this election cycle, right? That's a based on the Washington Examiner's tally of 268 endorsements. Trump's team claimed um, in a newsletter that the former president has backed over 330 candidates this election cycle, but that was, I think, the primaries and the general, and the Washington Examiner just did after the primary. So, um, and they focused on those who were endorsed. I want to make sure I'm giving you the right information. Um, and the Washington Examiner focused on those who are endorsed in newsletters from the Save America PAC or an, in an internal Trump endorsement tracking list. So again, he he didn't get his butt kicked. Folks, 227 victories to 21 losses. However, I will play devil's advocate here in the losses in these battleground states was substantial. It wasn't good, right? So the Nevada loss, the Arizona loss, um, Pennsylvania, that hurt. Michigan, that hurt. And we're going to see what happens with Georgia with the runoff election that's going to be coming up here in the next couple of weeks or several weeks. So he didn't lose that bad, but he did lose some key battleground states. And so that is what we have to look at in 2024 is what do we need to do to capture those battleground states in the middle? See, the people in the middle were kind of it was fresh and new and they didn't get turned off as much by what he was saying. But when he continued down that road, when President Trump continued to get attacked, it kind of rubbed these people the wrong way, right? And with the nonstop barrage of corporate media, social media, censorship, kicking conservatives off platforms, everything else, they had a great plan and they executed that plan. Um, and that's what happens when you control the corporate media. You control the narrative, you control the truth. Because if you basically tell a lie long enough and then put tens of millions of dollars behind that lie, people believe that it's true. Look what happened in the pandemic. Look what happened in the election cycles. That's just what it is. So until the Republicans get their act together, number one, unite. Number two, start taking over some of the corporate media, social media, and do those things, right, and get freedom of speech back again, we're going to have the definition of insanity. And, folks, they can ballot harvest and do the mass mailings in most of these states now because they all made it legal. So it's they're not cheating anymore. They're just playing the game, and they're executing the game. And the people writing the rules, which is the progressive left, are gaming the system. That That's just truth. So we can kick and scream and gripe and everything else, but until we turn the tables on them and we organize, then we're going to continue to have the definition of insanity. That's just truth. And so we need to unite more than ever. We truly do. Um, so let's talk about the Michigan GOP. All right. So 
Looks like they are going to get, not gutted, but the leadership is going to get replaced. That's the rumors. Uh, so the chair, co-chair, and everything else, um, and the rumors of as of right now on who's going for this is DePerno, James Craig, Pete Hoekstra. Um, Tudor also made an announcement today um, that she's also interested in running for chair, which is a delegate race. Okay. So with the delegates, uh, Matt DePerno pretty much controls that the delegates, the majority of them, because he won. Right. And he won his primary with the delegates. So he's got a lot of support there. So it's going to be interesting to watch what kind of unfolds with this race. But here's what we need with the Michigan GOP and the leadership. We need unity. We need the right leadership. We need to develop and rebrand a new organization, something fresh, something nice. And we need to fundraise. If we don't fundraise, it's done. And that's what the chair of that organization is responsible for is fundraising. And if you don't have some billionaires in your pockets, it can get real hard. And so obviously we know Tudor Dixon has the boss family backing, which is going to help her. Uh, but my goodness gracious, they need money. So it's going to be interesting to watch how this unfolds over the next couple of weeks, to seeing whose hats are getting thrown into the ring and I will continue to update you on my perspective of things, of what's going on. That is for sure. So we will see. Okay. So we're going to all have to take a deep breath here. And we're going to have to see what happens, not only with the Michigan GOP, but also with Trump and his announcement. And then adapt and improvise and overcome. Because the next uh, couple of years are going to be pretty hectic. Knowing President Trump, it's going to get pretty vicious, pretty nasty. But again, um, we're going to see what happens. But I do know this. Whoever wins the primary, we have to unite. We have to unite or we're going to get the same old, same old, which is not what we want, folks. Goodness gracious, our country is a dumpster fire right now. That is for sure. So let's continue to have conversation, constructive conversation. Um, again, not only did we take back Congress, which it looks like we're going to, also, we took back the local level with the school boards, um, city commissions, all, all these great people, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So we won all throughout the state of Michigan. I'm not talking about nation. I've been just totally focused on Michigan over the past couple of weeks is we did great locally. And so now we're taking back lost ground. And so we have to continue with that momentum. We have never can give up. We have to continue to push forward with the saying, and it, it's going to be all right. Trust me, we have great people now doing great things, and I'll continue to get on here and do what I do best is motivate, inspire, and activate America's greatest asset, and that is all of you. So Black Friday, Grassroot Army merch, great Christmas presents. Also, if you haven't already, you can follow us on the Grassroots Army page on Facebook, okay? We're going to continue to expand out. Grassroots Army is showing up in our group, on our page, on our podcast, on Instagram, on Truth, on Getter. We're everywhere, folks. We are everywhere. So make sure you follow those platforms. Continue to share the information. Continue to have constructive conversation. And again, know that we're all in this together. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan. And God bless these United States. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.